Hallelujah. Well, it's good to see everybody here tonight. There's some happy faces here that I'm not super familiar with. So if we have any first-time guests tonight, we do want to acknowledge you. There is a, a card in the seat pocket in front of you. If you'd fill that out, bring it out to our welcome guest center. Do we have any first-time guests? Or maybe I... Oh, nah. Now there we go. Lying in the church. Anyhow. <laughs> Not the smartest. Whoops. Now I'm moving my table. We're all good. Oh, no. What did I do? We have issues. Okay. It's all right. I think it's my fault. Oh, a little dilly-dooper. We have issues tonight. But, praise the Lord, Jesus is Lord. And we got a really good team here. I just leaned on this. Oop. Yeah, that's all right. It's all good. I'm stable. Is everybody in here stable and fixed upon Jesus? Amen. Well, I'm glad to be here. Probably I should have just kept walking, but I kind of was thinking I needed to lean on the table just maybe one more week. I'm getting full strength back. Hallelujah. Yay. Thank you, Jesus, for that. And as you can see, Pastor Mark sometimes sings that song all by myself when I'm not here. And uh, he's not here tonight. He had a lot of major dental work done on Monday. A tooth pulled up on one side and an implant done on the other side. And so he's resting tonight. But, you know, I'll let you in on something. I probably didn't walk in love as much as I should have. So he came home and he said... Man, I don't know if I would have done all of that. They told me I have to be on a soft food diet for two weeks. And I did exactly what Rose just did. I, I had to go in the other room and kind of chuckle because I was on a liquid diet for two weeks. And I'm still supposed to be on kind of a soft diet. So I felt like, here you go, honey. I got a great shake just for you. Enjoy. But anyhow, that's not walking in love, I guess. But he's doing great. He will be back here Sunday, yay, preaching the word of God. But as I was praying about tonight, we have been calling these Wednesday nights our prayer encounters. We usually have prayer encounter on Thursdays, and we haven't been doing that for the month of June. So it just seemed right to us and to the Holy Ghost that we would do this format here on Wednesday nights. Are you all enjoying this? Do you like coming and hearing about prayer and then offering your supply in prayer? And by the way, I want to commend all of you for being here without sugar or without caffeine. You just came for the word. Yay! Give yourself a hand. (laughs) Thank you for coming. But as I was praying and thinking about what we need to discuss tonight, Pastor and I actually were talking about it, and I already kind of had something stirring in my heart. And then he said, you know, I think you should look at something that I've done in the past on watch and pray. And I just began to look at some other notes that I had. And, of course, the Holy Ghost adds adds to. But it seemed right that we need to talk about that Tonight, that we need to be reminded to take our post in prayer. Every single one of us as believers, we have a position and we have a post that we need to be 
praying from. We talked about last week that that place is far above. It's not down below. Amen. The enemy is under our feet. He is a defeated foe. And we pray from this place of victory in Jesus. We don't pray from God. Oh, help us, help us. You know, we're going under. No, it might look like we're going under. But we pray according to his word that says he always causes us to triumph. Amen. And we already have the answer. But of course, when you talk about watch and pray, the first passage of scripture that came to me is um, over in Mark chapter 14. I'll give you a little bit of background before we get into the passages we want to read. But in Mark chapter 14, it is the night before Jesus' betrayal and his arrest. And he has celebrated the Lord's Supper with his disciples. Judas has been identified. He's already left. He as the one that will betray him. And Jesus begins to warn the other disciples that the time is at hand that they would be scattered as, as sheep having no shepherd. And he even, of course, we, we know that he said to Peter that he was going to deny him. And Peter, never Lord, I won't deny you. I'll die with you. Hmm. Well, we know how that worked out. Not exactly as what Peter thought it would. But then Jesus took his disciples and they went to the Garden of Gethsemane. And there they were going to pray. And so I want to read a bit of this passage out of Mark chapter 14. And I'll I'll begin reading at verse 32 out of the New King James. Then they came to the place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him. And he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. And he went a little further and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Then he came and he found them sleeping And he said to Peter, I think it's interesting, he addressed Peter because Peter was the boisterous one. Lord, I'll die with you. And here he was sleeping. Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray. Lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So he had all of his disciples there, but he took Peter, James, and John. He took them a little further than the rest of them. He was looking for some faith buddies. He was looking for some prayer partners. 
Have you ever been there where you're like, I'm going through something. I need someone to come alongside me and hook up with me and offer their supply in prayer. We all need faith buddies. We all need prayer partners. I surround myself with people that I know when I say, will you pray about this with me? They're not just going to nod their head and say, yeah, I'll pray about you, but you know they don't. We want those that we have kindred spirits with. And God will give you those. If you don't have them in your life, ask him to hook you up with people. Because there is strength in numbers. Even the Bible says one will put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand to flight. That's really good odds. That's a good increase. And there's power in the prayer of agreement. So you don't have to have a whole army, but just get a few people that you know you're on the same page and they'll stand with you. That's what Jesus was looking for. He was hoping that Peter, James, and John, his inner circle, that they understood the seriousness of the hour and the significance of what he was asking them to do. Watch and pray. And the Amplified, I think it makes it even stronger case. In verse 34, it says, He said to them, My soul is exceedingly overwhelmed with grief so that it om- it's almost to kill me. Remain here and keep awake and be watching. Then in verse 37, the Amplified He came back after he told him he was such an urgency to stay awake and pray. He came back here in verse 37 and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Have you not the strength to keep awake and watch with me just for one hour? And then verse 38, keep awake. And watch and pray constantly that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, if I were to ask for a show of hands, I think I'd get a lot of hands raised in here. If you've ever had this happen, okay, Lord, I'm going to lay on my bed here and I'm going to worship you and I'm going to pray. And an hour later, you wake up with drool down your face. Oops, I guess I fell asleep. Didn't mean to do that. But we've all had that experience. So we can kind of sympathize here with the disciples. But he's telling them how important it is. He said, keep awake and be watching three times. What was he telling them to watch? Watch CNN, watch Fox News. There's a really big story that's about to break. You're not going to miss that. No, he was telling them to watch in the spirit. He was saying this is a spiritual battle. Get in tune with your heart, what's going on around you. And then in verse 38, he even added, he didn't just say, keep awake and watch. He said, watch and pray. Be alert. Be on guard in your spirit. Do you think that's good advice for today? Do you think there's some things going on around us that need to be covered in prayer? We don't need to be asleep. 
in this time that we are living in. It is a crucial, crucial time in our history. It's a crucial time in our nation and for the church. And just like Jesus said to his disciples, watch, be alert, be prayerful. They saying the same thing to us. You know, I like to look up definitions and some definitions of the simple word watch are this. To keep guard over, to tend, to wait expectantly, to keep informed about. We need to keep informed. And again, not by watching social media or believing everything we see on on Facebook. I'm not talking about that kind of information. I'm talking about being informed. Informed as to what the Word of God says. This is not a time when we should be destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Put the Word in our heart. Hide it in our heart. Be informed through the Word. And we can also be informed by the Holy Spirit. Aren't you thankful that Jesus, when he left, he said, I'm going to give you another comforter, another teacher, another helper, a standby, a guide. He's going to show you things to come. He will give us inside information. I remember a story that Dad Hagen told about a man in his church that he fell off of an oil rig and there was really not much hope for him to survive. But the man's wife, when Brother Hagen got to the scene, she said that, you know, they said that he's, you know, vital signs are not good, he's going to die. But the woman, his wife said, Brother Hagen, aren't you glad we have inside information? The inside information, inside what the Bible says, and inside her heart, she took a stand of faith, and the man lived. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for inside information. We, in this day when we live, we need to be alert. We need to be awake. We need to be on guard. It's not the time to be asleep or to be clueless. We are not Clueless. If the church falls asleep, and I'm sad to say, not in this church, nobody's sleeping tonight, yay, naturally or spiritually. But if the church has a tendency to fall asleep, the enemy will take advantage of the situation. He doesn't play fair. He looks for any little inroad into a person's life. That's why Jesus said, keep alert. Be on your guard. And even over in the Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 in the Amplified. I don't believe I gave him this scripture, but y'all listen to it. To keep Satan from getting the advantage of us. 2 Corinthians 2.11 in the Amplified. To keep Satan from getting the advantage of us. We are not ignorant of his wiles and his in. Tensions. We do not fear the devil, but neither are we to be ignorant of what his intentions are. He never, never ever comes with good intentions. He never comes to bless us. He never comes to bring life. Or he is the author of death. He's the author of strife. He's the author of confusion. 
That's his intentions. We need to know that, but we also need to know that Jesus, our commander in chief, has already defeated him. And like I already said, and he also has giving up, given us a wonderful helper. And the Holy Spirit will alert us of the enemy's plots and strategies. I grew up watching old westerns. They weren't old at the time. They were pretty current. My dad loved John Wayne. Anything that had John Wayne in it, we were watching it. You know, all these westerns. But one of the things that came to me today when I was thinking about that, when they were after the bad guy or whatever, you know, they'd be riding their horses real fast. And John Wayne, he always had a higher thought. And his thought would be, go around this mountain or go over this way, head them off at the pass. Remember him saying that? Just head him off at the pass. You, there's a way around to get ahead of this situation, to get ahead of the bad guys and to stop them. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. He will show us things to come, things that the enemy may be setups of the devil before they ever happen, traps of the enemy, and we don't have to fall into them. He'll help us Head him off at the pass. And he will also give us a strategy. He'll give us the advantage on how to pray about these situations that Holy Spirit brings to our attention. Doesn't the Bible say no weapon formed against us will prosper? The weapons are going to come against us. They're going to come against our families. But praise the Lord, they don't have to prosper. God's got a better way. He's got a higher way to show us how to stop those things that would come against us. He's given us the advantage. That scripture said, lest Satan get an advantage of us. He's not getting an advantage of me. How about you? We're the ones with the advantage. We're the ones with the inside Information. We have a place and we have a position that we can watch from, that we can pray from. And it is a higher place than the enemy can, can come against us. Now listen even to this definition of watchman. Watchman is a person hired to watch or guard, especially at night. To guard, to protect, to maintain to hedge about, to be aware, to take heed, to keep, and to watch. If you have a business and you hire somebody to be a watchman, and you come in one morning, they're passed out, maybe in the break room, sound asleep, and the place has been robbed, that guy didn't do his job. Jesus doesn't want us to get slack on the job. We're employed by him. We've been hired to be a watchman, to be on our guard, to protect, hallelujah, to be aware of what's going on around us. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6, it says this, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never Hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. I like how he said, 
I have set. Every single one of us are called to a life of prayer. We all have territories that we need to be watching over. I love your family, but I don't love them as much as you do. I'll just tell you right now. You know, I care about what your finances, but I'm not as concerned about your finances as you are. I mean, that's just the truth. It's just human nature. We pray for one another, but really you have the most authority over those territories in your life. You carry that power prayer to make a difference with your family. We'll come alongside you, but you're the key watchman watching over what's going on in their lives. Now, in Bible days, a watchman, they were not just somebody they randomly picked up out in the bushes somewhere. They were part of the king's army. And in their position, it was like an extension of the king. He commissioned them to go to certain cities. And not just anybody could be a watchman. Grandpa Bob, that was blind as a bat, would not have qualified for a watchman. They had to be trained. They had to be equipped. They had to be skilled to do their job. And part of their job was to see things that other people didn't see. In Isaiah chapter 21, verse 6, New King James, it says, For thus, Has the Lord said to me, go set a watchman. Let him declare what he sees. So in Bible times, cities had high walls. And the watchman had a position, the highest place on the wall. He had a vantage point so he could see the furthest distance. So he could be aware of who or what was approaching. And I like how it said, let him declare what he sees. A requirement of these watchmen, they had to have good eyesight. They had to see. They had to have light in the, in the natural to see as far as they could see. They had the best equipment of the day, even to see into the darkness and they were trained to study their enemy they knew his strategies they even figured out okay the way they walked the way they moved the clothes the armor they had on they knew what kind of enemy was coming well you and I spiritually we need eyes to see and we need to declare what we see God does show us Things to come. He does show us things that are going on in the lives, people connected to us in the church, you know, even in the world, in our nation. And when he puts those things in our heart, we see it clear on the inside. We need to declare what we see, declare the word of God, speak the word of God over the situation. We don't just look at things in the natural. Thank God we have another set of eyes. We have the eye of faith, the eye of our heart. And these eyes are the ones that are so important that would be flooded with light. 
We talked a lot last week about the book of Ephesians, but I don't believe we read Ephesians 1, 17 and 18, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. And in verse 18, the eyes of your understanding. What about these eyes? We're not talking about these eyes. We're talking about the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our spirit. What's supposed to be happening? That they would be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of inheritance in the saints? In the Amplified of verse 18, just the first part, it says, By having the eyes of your heart, I like this, flooded with light. We are not children of darkness. We don't have to be in the dark about the days in which we live. We are walking in the light. And light always trumps the darkness. Light always dispels the darkness. I can't get any better illustration than those that came in here. Was it UPT or who came early and turned on the lights here in the sanctuary? This sanctuary is very dark with the lights out because there's no outside light coming in here. And when whoever came in and turned on the lights, darkness wasn't at the back of the room going, I'm not leaving. No, I want to stay. You can't make me go. Had no choice. Light trumps the darkness. And we folks are the children of the light. Amen. The light of God, the life of God on the inside of us is greater than the darkness out there in the world. And Jesus has given us the church. He wants us to see. He wants us to know things in our life and what's going on in the world. Dad Hagen, uh, before he left this earth, he was having Holy Ghost meetings and then he would have these, he'd have Holy Ghost meetings at night and pray in the morning. And for years, when he was having those prayer times in the morning, we were blessed to have him, not in this building, but in our other building. But he would pray this over and over. Father, I pray for a spirit of seeing and a spirit of knowing to come on the church. He didn't want us to be wondering what in the world was going on. He wanted us to be in tune, to see what we need to see, to know what we need to know so we can walk in victory and not just for ourselves, but that we can pray effectively and yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit that he would give us divine utterance to speak and declare what needs to be spoken out in the earth today. Did you know that we are the Lord's hands extended in the earth? Hands of compassion and mercy and healing. We are the Lord's mouthpiece in the earth. What he wants spoken out, it's got to come through a human. Most of the time, I don't know that he ever sends an angel and just starts declaring what he wants to do in the earth. No, we've got the authority here. He speaks through men 
and women of God. And that's why we need to operate in having this inside information. Being alert, being aware, and having an understanding of the times. There's a scripture over in uh, First Chronicles chapter 12, 32, just the last part of it. It says, of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. We don't have to be confused. We don't have to say, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what the plan of God is for my life. I don't know what God wants to do in the earth today. No, as part of the army of the Lord, we need to listen on the inside. We need to hear and then we will know. And he will show us what we need to say and how we need to pray. Another definition of the word watch is this, to peer into the distance. We've already touched on that. But that's another thing about being a watchman, to peer into the distance. It's not just about what happened in the past or what's going on today. He will give us insight and he will give us divine utterance to see into the future. No, we don't know everything that's going to happen in the future, but we do need to know enough to pray and to stay ahead of ourselves in prayer. We should not always be on the defensive. Oh, the devil did this. The devil did this. No, we're an offensive army. Our army stay ahead of ourselves in prayer. Amen. This is a really good scripture. Um, Matthew chapter 10, verse 26 and 27. And I don't know if we have, is it God's word or GW translation? Okay. GW. It says this. So don't be afraid of them. Nothing has ever been covered that will not be exposed. Whatever is secret will be made known. Tell in the daylight what I say to you in the dark. Shout from the housetops what you hear whispered. Now, it's not like God's going to show you stuff about people's lives and then you're just supposed to go blab it to everybody. No, that's not what this is saying. But when it comes to like issues that the enemy is trying to do in, in our nation... You know, if he gives you something, we need to stand on this. Anything hidden is going to be exposed. Anything that people are trying to cover up, it's going to come to the light. Amen. He doesn't show us this stuff to expose people, but he shows us this thing that we can pray out the plan of God. Amen. It is time. For us as the church to come up higher in our walk with the Lord, to come up higher in uh, how we pray. I like this scripture as well. This is in Romans chapter 3 verse 11. And this is out of the passion. To live like this is all the more urgent. For For time is running out. Anybody sense that? We got to be at the end of this age for time is running out and you know, it is a strategic hour in human history. 
It is time for us to wake up for our full salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. It's time for us to live like this is a more urgent time. Time is running out and we need to know it is a strategic hour in human history. If you didn't have the goods to be alive in this day and age, God would have had you be born when you were born. We have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And what are we going to do in the kingdom for such a time as this? We're going to be the army of the Lord. We're going to be that prayer army that he is calling us to be. Our nation needs an awakening. People around us need to see the true and the living God. There are so many pools. There's so many voices out there. There's confusion. All this, we don't need to go into it, but the transgender and all of this stuff, their voices are trying to be magnified. Listen, their voice should not be the loudest voice. The church should be the loudest voice that people are hearing. And it doesn't mean you're getting ugly and screaming and uh, shouting in people's face. Do our business on our knees. Hallelujah. Let it be known. Jesus is Lord. Let it be declared. Hallelujah. That there is a revival coming to our nation. Billy Brim said this years ago, and I can't uh, improve on it. One thing will save America. It's not an election. It's not a political party. It's not a man. It's not a woman. It is an awakening unto God. We need to cry out for an awakening. And I love this. She has this in one of her books. A revival versus an awakening. A revival could be described as a visitation of God's spirit on God's people. Do you think we need that? Yeah, the church needs this. But listen to what an awakening is. A time of such intense visitation that both Christian and non-Christian communities are affected. Revival alters the lives of individuals. An awakening alters the worldview of a whole people or culture. We need both. But dear God, we need an awakening. So Father, tonight, we thank you that you have called us and you have given us the honor. It is an honor. It is a privilege. But it is also a responsibility to be your watchman. Lord, to stand on our post of observation 
that you have placed us in to stand in this position of prayer and to watch over the territories in our sphere of influence. So, Father, tonight, everybody stand up. Father, tonight... We We draw near unto you. And we thank you for divine unction. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit that helps us to offer our supply of prayer. Oh, Matita Ramasata. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, just go ahead and start praying in the Holy Spirit. Oh, Mamadita Rabakata. Offering. We offer. We offer our supply. The territories, the territories, the domains that need to be prayed over. Oh my, my. Father, 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 let us touch your heart. Father, Father, let us hook up with with the Masata. Let us hook up with the area that you want us to settle down on tonight. Oh, Makita Tapa, Itaba Sopara. Now this is a Bekoto. Now this just comes up in my heart. We're going to do something a little bit different right now. And this is a Debeko Shanta, to pray over families, to pray over families, to pray over lost or backslidden loved ones. So I see us doing this right now. If you have, I'm talking about like a, a close relative, a, a son, daughter, mom, dad, you know, in that Debosombrata, and they're not walking with the Lord, I want you to come down to the front. As an act of faith, we're going to draw near as we lift up our family. Family members, and I'm going to ask Caleb, can you get a mic? You're going to help me. Come on down here. There's room. Just gather up there. An act of faith. Either either a loved one that's just never been born again, or they they knew Jesus, but they're just but they yielded to the pool of the world. That's what I saw. I just saw this this pool. This pull, this force that's trying to get a grip on them. But you know what? We are not ignorant of Satan's devices. We're not ignorant of his intentions. And we're going to declare tonight he cannot have any of our loved ones. They are in our somebody in our domain. They're part of Amasobrata. So so Pastor Caleb, you go ahead, you pray as you feel in your heart, but it's just we're gonna be if you want to share something first, go ahead. But we're gonna be praying over lost or backslidden loved ones. Hallelujah. Praise you, mighty God. Hallelujah. We exalt and lift up tonight the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, mighty King. We thank you. 
you that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We thank you, mighty God, that you are greater, Lord, hallelujah, than any addiction, Lord, than any sin. We thank you, God, that you are mightier than any darkness that would try to surround our loved ones, that would try to come against our family. We thank you, Lord, for the light of the gospel in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We take authority over confusion. We take authority over the darkness of the enemy. We take authority over every attack that would try to keep, Lord, our sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, our parents, and all family members, God, that would try to keep them from you. We take authority over the enemy right now in the authority of the name of Jesus. And we declare light. Hallelujah. Uh, we declare eyes to see and ears to hear, hallelujah, that the gospel would unfold before them as they have never seen it before in the authority of Jesus' name, that the light of the gospel would shine upon their hearts, would shine upon their minds, hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, that you say all who call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. We pray, Lord, that you would bring net laborers across their path that would share with them the gospel and the truth and that you would draw them hallelujah Holy Spirit that you would draw them to repentance that you would draw them with cords of loving kindness that you would remove all the lies of the enemy and that they would come to you and they would call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and they would be saved we stand upon the promise of God that this salvation is for us and for our whole household in the name of Jesus, we call households into the kingdom. We call you in in Jesus' name. We call you in. Hallelujah. We come against all lies that say they have gone too far. We come against all lies that say it's too late. There's no hope. No, there is hope in Jesus and there is power in the blood of Jesus to wash away every sin and to cleanse them of all wickedness. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. We declare light. Hallelujah. We declare clarity of hearts and minds in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You can see. We declare eyes that see and ears that hear and hearts that are sensitive to the Lord Jesus Christ and the wooing of the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. We call you back. We call you back. Hallelujah. We call you back, you prodigal. Come to the Father. His arms are open for you. He does not want to see you condemned. He wants to see you saved. He wants to see you whole. He wants to see you strengthened and encouraged. Come to Him and He will raise you up. Hallelujah. He will pull you out of the miry clay. He will set your feet upon a rock. Come to Jesus, the Savior. Come to Jesus, the healer. Come to Jesus, the master. He has sought you out. He has poured out his blood for you. He loves you. Hallelujah. With an everlasting love. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Oh, now we agree. We agree with that powerful prayer. Ha, 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 ha. Now I want you to find somebody, and you that are up here, like you two, just take hands and just say, I agree with you. Hallelujah. You agree with her. Ha, ha. You all agree. In the name of Jesus. I touch and I agree. I touch and I agree. In the name of Jesus, there's power in agreement. Hallelujah. Come over here and agree with him. You guys agree. We touch and we agree for our loved ones. Oh, we join our faith together. We join our faith together. Oh, coming into agreement. Coming into agreement. We come into agreement. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Lord, for power. Power in agreement. <laughs> and the Amasopa and the enemy and all of his evil intentions. Oh, that assignment. Assignment against the loved ones. It's broken. It's broken. It's broken. <laughs> we have the advantage. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We're the one with the advantage, not the enemy, not the enemy. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. All of you out there and that are not up here, stretch forth your hands. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. We continue. We offer our supply. We touch and we agree. Ha, ha, ha. We touch and we agree. We touch and we agree. Ha, ha. Satan, you will not have the advantage. No, 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 no. Woo, we know your intentions. You've been found out and you've been stopped. Stopped in the name of Jesus. Stopped in the name of Jesus. Stopped in the name of Jesus. That assignment against our loved ones, it's broken, 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 broken. <laughs> oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, ha, 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 ha. Oh, the seed of your womb is blessed. The seed of your womb is mighty upon the earth. Mighty, 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 mighty warriors of the Lord. Mighty servants of the Most High God. Stepping into His plan and His destiny for their lives. Woo! <laughs> The devil, you cannot stop. You cannot stop the plan of God from coming to pass in their lives. Yeah, yeah, we take even that word earlier. Turn around. Turn around. Turn around. Turn around. Quick turn around. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now I see us doing one more thing. And I believe Pastor Tom, you can help us with this. You guys that are up here, stay up here. Come back here. Come here. We're going to do one more thing together. How would you act if these loved ones were in church with you on Sunday? And they answered the altar call. We're going to go ahead. And we're going to rejoice ahead of time. Let's go ahead and rejoice. Ha ha. You can just lead us in a shout. Whatever you got. Hallelujah. Woo.